You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all your latest info and behind the scenes juice on Bachelor in Paradise. And he's interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. host reality steve a very special guest we have for you today one that uh, many of you have asked me about over the last few months and here she is you you first saw her on sean lowe's season of the bachelor then followed up with a her own season of the bachelorette where she got engaged to and ended up uh marrying chris siegfried which of course you all knew because i told you she would oh wait no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, joining us now is Desiree Siegfried. Desiree, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. You got it. Um, there is so much to cover here, and let alone it's really kind of um, bizarre that you are, I don't know if you know my track record or anything like this, but you are literally the only season in the last, I don't know, since well, actually since I started spoiling in 2009 where I did not end up correcting myself before the finale aired. Like, I don't know if you ever read what I wrote, but I'm telling you, even in the last five minutes of the show, I thought Brooks was showing oh, that's up. Like, funny. it was just so bizarre, but we'll get to that later. I want, I want to go yeah. all the way back to, uh, let's start on your time on The Bachelor. You were on Sean's season, and from what the show told us, you were, you were working in the bridal industry at the time when you appeared on Sean's season, correct? Yep, that's correct. I was a bridal consultant. And where were you relationship-wise? Like, how were you fresh out of a relationship? Where were you with that? I was about, I was about, I was close to a year out of a a long relationship. And I had moved from Orange County to LA to kind of get a fresh start. Okay. Um, And then that's when, that's when I went on the show. How did you get cast? Was this a show that Uh, you had always watched and friend nominated you or whatever? No, it's actually really ironic because... I had watched um, episodes when I was in high school, so I, I saw Trista, and I caught glimpses of Allie's, and um, it just so happened that my roommate was watching Emily's season, and since being out of a you know out of a relationship, and I've always um, I've always had a good group of guy friends, so I felt I like watched her you know mingle with all the guys, and I'm like, oh, that looks like that's totally easy. <laughs> uh, little did I know it's so hard, but um, so. I just needed, I needed a new star and I literally had never watched a whole season all the way through mm-hmm. before going on to Sean's. But I actually think that was better for me because I had no expectations. I kind of was just myself and I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, I literally was broke as a joke living in LA. I, um, I had some luck with dating, but it's a little harder out there. And yeah. I really, um, I really just was looking for an adventure. Now, I, I would be honest; I really wasn't looking for love in the be- like in the beginning. Well, I don't think, and I don't think being honest is is any different than what most people. I think most people are looking for this is a nice escape, chance to be on TV, have some fun, gonna meet some girls that are probably gonna be lifelong friends, and you know. Getting married or even thinking about possibly getting married is is really way down the list of people that go on yeah. this show now, especially now. Yeah, well, especially now. Yeah. I feel like because back when we did, um, I wasn't even on Instagram then. Like, yeah. it wasn't that big of a – like, I don't think anyone knew what could come from it like mm-hmm. they do now. Oh, I yeah. think now it's very much um, wanting to gain that, you know, that following and – the notoriety. Oh, without a doubt. And I think yeah. I, I've spoken to, I've had two people on the podcast from your season, your bachelor season. I've spoken oh, okay. to uh, Ashley Frazier and Leslie Murphy. Both have been on the oh, podcast. Yeah. And Fun. I, um, we'll get to some of the things that they said, and I just want to see how their answers sure. compare to yours. But um, when you were looking at going on The Bachelor, and did Sean, was he someone that fit the mold of the type of guy you would have dated in the past? Or is it something that was just like, <laughs> no, not really. I just want to go on and have uh, fun. Yeah, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably the complete opposite. 
But, um, and, and I didn't know, like, cause they knew that, you know, Sean wasn't necessarily my type. Um, so I, I literally didn't know who the bachelor was going to be until I was already in the hotel, you know, ready to yeah. be on the show. But the one thing was, is because I was fresh out of a relationship that I knew just wasn't right. I learned a lot about like what I needed and what I wanted in a relationship. And so I wanted to try to get away from the pattern that I was always dating, you know? And so I did feel like, oh, this was an open door. Like, um, it was, you know, it's an open door for a reason. Like maybe this guy is meant for me and we shared the same faith. And I thought, you know, maybe that would be good. Yeah. Uh, but, but physically, no, he's, he wasn't my type. Well, I was going to say, when you say you wanted to break the pattern of past relationships, are we talking, yeah. were you just dating bad boys? Cause Sean is basically the opposite of bad boy. Um, no, not necessarily, but okay. I mean, I had recently gotten back into my face, like, um, you know, and so for that whole year, like I had never really dated another Christian. And so I just thought like, you know, it'd be well. And also I always dated, um, emotionally unavailable guys. So (laughs) I was like, Uh, I don't know. I thought maybe it'd be a little different. Yeah. So how many up to that point, how many serious relationships had you been in up to that point? Uh, seriously, uh, two, two two serious relationships. And how old were you when you went on the show? How old were you when you went on Sean's um, season? When I went on to Sean's season, I was 26. 26. Okay. Um, yeah. And you you were somebody that, you know, looking back on it now, especially, I guess maybe because the tabloids have gotten more involved now. I mean, it was, it was around back then for sure. And, you know, you and, you know, Sean's season definitely graced the cover of a lot of us weeklies and stuff like that. But I don't ever remember... You never had a lot of dirt on you. Not a lot of exes ever came forward no. to say this or that. It was you were pretty clean compared to some of the other ones from your season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have any dirt and even if, you know, I'm pre- pretty much an open book and I've always separated like everyone I've dated, we've always had a, you know, a mutual understanding and respect for each other. So Yeah. I think that helps. On the first and night, I was really reserved. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you uh, w- when you get when you get to there to the first night wh- when and you walk in and you finally see the group of everybody once you're out of the limo and in the and the cocktail party starts. Who did you think your first competition was, and what was your feeling in terms of were you nervous, intimidated, were you confident, or were you just like, what the hell? What, what am I, I was doing just here? there for the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I literally had. No idea what I was getting into. Um, I actually felt really good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty relaxed and laid back. So, leading up to that day, I was pretty feeling just kind of. I, I mean, I had no idea what to expect, so I was just kind of going with it. But um, I did definitely get nervous. You get nervous when you're in that limo and it's your turn to come out. That's when I got nervous. But um, when I started seeing all the other girls come in, I mean, everyone was just so stunning, and everyone's in like these ball gowns, and you're just like. Yeah. Whoa, what did I sign up for? But I actually, I mean, I I don't get intimidated too bad. Like I I thought it was just going to be fun and you know, I was just trying to see who my friend who my friend <laughs> friends would be. And and I was like eyeing like who I you know, who would start drumming, who to stay away from. Okay, who first off, do you remember who was in your limo? Uh, no. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, that was 4 years I don't ago. Have a clue. Yeah. Um now, who did you connect? Do you remember who you connected with the first night? Um, the first night. Um, the first night. Uh, the first night. I think Amanda. She was in my limo. I think. Wait. Amanda. She was from Newport Beach. God, I'm totally drawing a blank on Amanda. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know. I she. Uh, I, I don't even know how yeah, to. I think I, I think I can kind of remember her, but she didn't last very long, right? No, no, okay. no, right. and um. It's just because she was from Newport, and that's where I had moved from. So we kind of okay. chatted about that. And but other than that, no, it was just kind of like a free for all, just talking to everyone. Were you able to pick out right away who you thought would be the drama queen? No, not right away. Um, not until you. Not until like the next day when people are by the pool and you can see, you know, the the groups of girls just whispering and stuff. Were you able to pinpoint Tierra or no? Totally. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Because when I remember both Ashley and 
Leslie have both said when they were on the podcast, it was like Tierra didn't even form clicks because she just did her own thing. Oh, she didn't want to get, she didn't even want, like, (laughs) she was a trip. I mean, you would wake up and grab breakfast and she'd be in the, um, the kitchen, you'd be like, good morning. And she wouldn't say a word to you. And she would look up at you and roll her eyes. Yeah. Or if, or if she was sitting on the couch, she literally would just be on her perch, like sat up on the couch and just stare at everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. Cause that's, well, that's three for three now because that's exactly what Ashley and Leslie said. <laughs> they said like, you could literally walk by her, say hi, say good morning. And the girl just didn't acknowledge people, which is just, Oh no, like, not at all. It makes you think like, how did you think you were going to come off if you started doing that? You know, it's like, yeah, what was I, she thinking? I really don't get it. I don't, I mean, I watch every season and I'll be like, how do they not know? <laughs> yeah. And now, now you get to the seasons and you're, you're almost thinking people are going into the show thinking, I want to be that person. So people yes. will talk to me. Tierra didn't seem like she had that self-awareness. Like she just maybe mm-hmm. seemed like she was, I don't know, just kind of bitchy and didn't want to talk to people. And, I, it doesn't seem to me like she had a plan going in. Like this is no. just the way she was, and I think it was just the way she was. So on Sean's season, you had an early, you had an early first date. Um, oh yeah, where, where Sean played a prank on you. You guys went to oh, yeah. a, you guys went to a museum. They had like something break and blame it on <laughs> you. Did you at any point suspect that you were being pranked, or do you think that was legit? No, I, I, I suspected. Oh. I, I didn't know. I, okay. I mean, I didn't suspect that, like, I was just confused because there were, like, windows that were blacked out. So I knew people were watching. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty, like, observant. I try yeah. to, like, know my situation, but. I think I kind of played along a little bit too. Okay. I was going to say, like, I mean, it just, it's never really happened on a date before in the past, but if you weren't familiar with the show, maybe you wouldn't have known that. But yeah. to see it go down the way it did and to see you kind of be like, okay, well, really? Like, but you don't want to call them out. I mean, if you would have called, you would have, if you would have been like, okay, this is a prank, this is dumb. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> it never would have yeah. aired. Like, I know. So you kind of you kind of have to go along with it. Um, I do. I do want to go back to Tierra uh, really quick sure. because she was such a polarizing figure on your season. And you know, I asked Ashley and Leslie the same thing. So I'm going to ask you: Did you ever see her fall down the stairs? No, never. Do you think she did, and you just missed it, or do you think it was? Uh, that one, I, I literally have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, that girl did want attention, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. Cause those stairs are kind of annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. I mean, if I had a guess, I'd say no. Yeah. I I mean, I'd say she tripped her own (laughs) side. She like (laughs) didn't tie her shoe on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, I don't remember you ever having much of an issue with her, at least that they showed. What no. Were, what were your thoughts on her? You just kind of stayed away from her? Oh, yeah. I would just – I just killed her with kindness. I would I, – like I would just talk to myself in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> like if she would – if you know, if she was – if I said good morning, she didn't say anything, I'd be like, oh, I'm having a great day. You know? Like, yeah. I would just keep going. No, I, I – that was one of my – you know, I don't like drama and I don't like confrontation. So I tried to just stay away from it. And honestly, I had no beef with her. Like, yeah, she was annoying and um, different with Sean than she was with all of us. But I d- she didn't bother me personally. You know, she didn't yeah. like – she wasn't like – she wasn't – I don't know. She never actually was mean to any, like said anything or was disrespectful in in what she said to people. It was just the way she acted. Yeah. And, and it, it got under other people's skin more so than others. Like she, she got under Ashley's skin, obviously. Oh, she got under Ashley's skin for sure. Yeah. And as, as it's going on and I don't know at what point it would have happened. Maybe it was before you left for Canada, but did it set in like, okay, she's the one that's going to be the shit stir this season. Like it was, was it before you left for Canada or was it? Oh, it was like the second day. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So she wasted no time. Tiara? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, yeah. It was. Especially cause she got that first impression rose and 
that really, oh, you know, right. ruffled a lot of people's feathers. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then again, Sean gave out like 11 of them. Did you, were you one that got one? I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah. I got, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did get one. You did get one. Yeah. But she got, there was one. She got her side of the limo. Were, yeah, there was, she got the first one. So it was like. Yeah. Know, he, gave, he gave it to her while she was on her limo entrance. And then once the cocktail party started, he gave out, you know, 10 or 11 more. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you do the, were you on the polar bear plunge date? No, I wasn't. I had a one-on-one that did that, uh, trip in Canada or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. In Canada. Wait, that was your first one-on-one. I thought your first, no, that was, it was my second one-on-one. Oh, cause, oh, that's right. Cause that would have been episode. Oh, God, I'm already losing. I episodes. don't even know. It was oh, this, you went to it Montana. It was an episode where okay. he, um, no, it was his first one-on-one with Catherine, Catherine in Canada. Well. And you had one, yeah. Catherine had one, yeah. and then Polar Bear Plunge. The Polar Bear Plunge. <laughs> so yeah. that's crazy. You had two one-on-ones technically before yeah. Catherine had her first? Or she had hers first that day? Oh, she had hers, and then I had and they, my second. And then you had your second one. Okay. Um, why did I think you were on the Polar Bear Plunge? I didn't know. I don't know. Did the, did the again, Tierra causing a scene on the Polar Bear Plunge no. date. Yeah. Do you, do you think that she was faking that? Based on what you uh, saw just, and heard, it's just ironic that yeah. like every time she'd be on a date, like something happened. You know, yeah. that's it's just a little dramatic. I I feel like even if she was cold, she just takes it to another level. You know? Oh yeah, no, it seemed because every other girl jumped in, didn't yeah. get hypothermia. Apparently, you know, producers and crew. I mean, the other ones did take a couple shots of whiskey, yeah. so. Yeah. I think maybe that was helping them out. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Tierra should have uh, downed a bottle of Jack before she yeah. jumped into that thing. Um, <laughs> well, you mentioned you mentioned Catherine because that was her first day. So it was. I want to say it was. Hold on, I have this written down here somewhere. It's like th- Sean season did three. Um, hold on, Sean was four in L.A. Episodes, and then you went to Montana for oh, episode yeah, five. Yeah, way too long in L.A. Yeah, so <laughs> you guys had four in L.A., then Montana, then Canada, then St. Croix. Okay, so yep. you had your second one-on-one in episode six, which was – okay. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk to you about a new advertiser here on the podcast, Smile Direct Club. They believe you shouldn't have to pay a fortune to get a smile that you'll love – so they work directly with state-certified dentists and orthodontists to ship custom invisible aligners right to your door each month. No more expensive in-office visits, embarrassing wires, or wasting money. You know how when you went to the dentist and you had to get those impressions with that pink goo that made you gag all the time? Smile Direct Club beats that by a 1,000. You can get started with an impression kit, which is done in the privacy of your own home, at your own schedule for only $95. It's covered by the Smile Guarantee, so if your aligners aren't a good fit, you get your money back. Not to mention Smile Direct Club treatment is extremely affordable. Aligner treatment is 60% less than the other brands or braces, and you can save even more with insurance or an FSA. Many dental insurance plans reimburse customers for a portion of the cost of the invisible aligners and Smile Direct Club accepts FSAs. Plus, our listeners can save 50% on this evaluation cost. Trust me, these aligners work. Save 50% off the cost of Smile Direct Club's at-home impression kit by visiting SmileDirectClub.com and using the promo code REALITY at checkout. That's SmileDirectClub.com, promo code REALITY. Also want to talk to you about Tracker. We've had them before. Your phone, your wallet, keys. You know they're plotting against you, hiding somewhere, trying to make you late. Well, their game is over thanks to Tracker. Eight years ago, Tracker released their first tracking device and it changed everything. Now they've done it again with the all-new Tracker Pixel. The Tracker Pixel is the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. All you have to do is place the Pixel on whatever you tend to lose the most. Keys, wallets, even a pet. I put it on my keys because wallet's usually on me all the time. Phone is usually on me all the time. But my keys do get misplaced every once in a while. Then when you misplace an item, tracker, pixel, attach to that item, use your smartphone, and a 90-decibel alert will help you find it in seconds. If you put it on your phone, all you have to do is press the button, and it automatically makes your phone ring, even if your phone is on vibrate. It's pretty cool. It even has 
powerful LED lights so you can find anything in the dark. You can even locate your item if it's miles away because every tracker is used as part of the largest crowd locate network in the world. And tracker's 30-day money-back guarantee means you truly have nothing to lose. Go to the tracker, T-R-A-C-K-R.com, enter promo code Steve and get 20% off any order. That's the tracker.com, promo code Steve for 20% off. TheTracker.com, promo code Steve. Now, the rest of the interview with Desiree Siegfried, commercial free. So Catherine gets her first one-on-one in episode six, which is very late for someone who ends up winning. I I asked the other girls this, and I want to ask you this. It it was one of these seasons where, now, I think three or four days after the proposal happened, I I had spoiled that Sean had had chosen Catherine, but for someone who didn't know the spoilers that season, this seemed to be one of those seasons where the winner was kind of hidden. Like, I don't know how many would have suspected her because of the edit that we were shown. However, were you aware in the house of Catherine and Sean's connection? No, actually not, not, not what I then saw on, you know, when it played out. Yeah, when it played out. Um, it just wasn't – I mean, I guess in Montana they had a moment where I think everyone realized, oh, maybe maybe there is something there. Yeah. But I don't think anyone really saw uh, her as his type, but that's just because we just – I guess we didn't even know his type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I think we were all shocked when Leslie went home. Um, right before our hometowns. we were not – so, I mean, so Catherine and Leslie and then – Robin and Daniela, they kind of kept, well, except for Daniela, she was my one close friend um, yeah. out of everyone and, and Lindsay and Jackie, but um, they kind of kept to themselves. Like the first time Catherine and I ever had a conversation was in Canada. Wow. So yeah, I was going to ask, she, were you close to her at all? But apparently it didn't sound no, like you were. No, not at all. I mean, I kept out of people's you know business and I was pretty reserved because I didn't want to get caught up in any drama. Yeah. But at the same time, no one really parted from their groups and so you know what I mean like I wasn't if they weren't going to ask me questions about my life or if they wanted to get to know me then it was just kind of like what's the point yeah (laughs) so I kind of just stayed close to Jackie and Lindsay and then Daniela was like and then she later became like my really close friend so as you're going along in filming it did you have in your mind who Sean's final four would be did you ever at any point say like Um, I think this is going to be his final four hometowns i know i'm sure i did i i'm not sure if i now knowing who the final four were were you surprised did any of the final four surprise you once you got to final four i don't know to be honest like it's hard to put it's hard to go back there yeah um maybe leslie instead of somebody oh 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 she didn't go to hometowns no it was you it was you ashley Catherine, and Lindsay. okay i would have i would have thought leslie yeah no, she yeah, she was eliminated in St. Croix right before. She was the last oh, yeah, elimination yeah. before home. Yeah, I would have – you know, I think I would have guessed Le- Leslie maybe before – you know who uh, – Lindsay's connection too. I, I mean, I was close to Lindsay yeah. and she would just say that, you know, they had a great time. But I think that one too surprised me. Yeah, I mean, she was somebody that I think the whole time it, – it, it really seemed like it was just kind of going along and – you know, if the spoiler wasn't out there, I don't think anybody would have pinpointed Catherine. No. And I think a lot, like you said, Sean's type, I, I think something I wrote about at the time was, which was always weird, was, I mean, they were very, very different. She was like this. Very different. She's very quirky and, um, you know, she's a, she's hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, very quirky and um, from Seattle and well, not, tons not like, of fun. Like liberal Pacific yes. Northwest, you <laughs> yes. know tree hugger and sean is this yeah. conservative baptist southern boy like texas it, boy yeah it just wasn't i mean and to think that i mean it is pretty amazing to think that of all the bachelor seasons 21 seasons now he is the only one that married the final girl that he chose you know it's yeah just, it is wow, amazing to think that crazy yeah and it's 21 seasons of this and it's pretty amazing to think that like you know, and we just had a recent breakup, obviously, with Nick and, and Vanessa, but I mean, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they just broke up. <laughs> yeah, they just broke up. Uh, it was announced on Friday they released oh, this Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, they're done. Um, but yeah, I mean, 21 seasons, and 
I mean, Jason is the only other one that comes close, but you know, he but didn't, he made that. <laughs> yeah, but he, he didn't, he didn't marry the final girl that he chose. The whole point is yeah. that, and I think that, you know, it could say, there's a way to read into that. There's a way to not read into it. You could just say, Oh, it's just bad luck. But you know, the women on the bachelorette seem to have a lot more. Um, it's just because women ask better questions. <laughs> is that what it is? No, I, Totally. Because in that short amount of time, the guys just, they, they just are dating. Yeah. You know, so, so like even Sean, like, I don't remember very many deep questions that would, you know, that would maybe have him realize if I'm going to be wife material or not. Um, and then I see it every time, except for Ben. I think Ben asked a lot of questions, but for the most part, I think the men, they just date because there's so many hot chicks that they're yeah. like they just want to date everyone and then you know as women we we just tend to ask questions a lot quicker so okay i mean i knew like who, how many kids everyone wanted where they wanted to live like what our future would look like all conversations that we never saw that we never yes. see as an audience because it's not interesting to the audience they want no. you know it's and it doesn't make for great tv to be honest with you no but i mean it definitely does happen i think more so with the women they do like we t- we definitely ask those type of questions because we are looking for husband material yeah and well, so it's totally you can totally see it and it makes sense that the guys are kind of using this as hey look at me <laughs> getting in all these girls and hey if i don't find somebody or if it doesn't work out with somebody plenty of warm women have just seen me yeah. on, <laughs> on tv and i've got my pick of the litter whereas i think the women who go into this in the bachelorette lead role Take it a little more seriously. Like, I'm not doing this yeah. just to do it. I'm just, you know, of course, there's obviously things that they, everybody knows that stuff can come out of being the bachelorette and the bachelor. But I still think the women take it more seriously. And the, the longevity of the relationships of the bachelorette, even the ones that haven't worked out, yeah, has, has been longer sure. than the bachelor guys. I mean, it just it's the way it is. So um, were you surprised? Like, as you got closer, did you think you were getting a hometown or were you kind of surprised that you did? Oh, no. <laughs> Not to sound. No, I, I I thought for sure I'd get a hometown. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. We just had easy conversation and I, I don't know. I thought I was a, you know, as a keeper. Okay. I am a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We had a lot of similarities in the sense of like, like I said before, like faith and family. So. Yeah. Um. The, the big, the big. Until my hometown happens. Yeah, I was. That was that was where we we're headed next. Okay. Oh, so two things happen on your hometown that were somewhat significant. Number one, um, you pull a prank on him uh, to make up for your first one-on-one, and we have an ex-boyfriend show up and say he's still in love with you. Um, number one, <laughs> was that your ex-boyfriend? No, 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 no. That was an actor. Actor. I figured. Um, yeah. How long did you think Sean bought it for? I think he bought it the whole time. Oh, he did? Until, yeah, he was getting really pissed off. <laughs> and and I, I think I let it go too long, too, because I was waiting for, like, the producer to tell me, like, when to, you know, when to, like. Cut it. <laughs> just like, all right. Cut it. And I wasn't, I was, like, just letting it escalate. <laughs> <laughs> So how how does something like that come about? Like, did they say like, hey, what do you want to do for your hometown? Yeah, they're like, what do you want to do? Um, Do you want to get him back? And um, I'm usually, you know, go with the flow. And I thought it would be funny. But um, the day of, I kind of was like, "Mm, I don't think I want to do this. But it was already we went with it. (laughs) Set up and ready to go. Um, Your parents were flown out for that, correct? Yeah, my parents at the time, at the time... I don't know. They moved a lot. So oh. at that time, they were in Ohio, I think. Okay. Yeah, Ohio. Um, and so they were flown out to where I was living in L.A. So what – it was just because they were in the process of moving? Like why wasn't the hometown shot in Ohio? Um, I mean probably because Ohio I, – I never grew up. I never lived there. Oh, okay. And they probably – they just lived in an apartment. I'm not sure if maybe they just wanted to be close to L.A. Okay. for production purposes. Gotcha. Um, the second biggest thing about your hometown date was, uh, my brother was your brother, Nate. Um, he, he really seemed to give Sean an earful. Like 
Is this something that you expected from him? Do you think he played it up for the cameras? Like, oh no, he played it up. Um, okay. He was he really. So I never, I wasn't like super close with my brother. I mean, we have a relationship. I mean, I'm definitely closer to him now, but we never really lived in the same state. I never even lived in the same state as my parents since I was 18 because I moved to California to pursue like school and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just wasn't very close to him. And so I just never knew what to expect. (laughs) Um, I did not expect that by any means. I knew he was, he, I know he didn't, he didn't really care for the show. He thought it was just a show. It's stupid. Like, you know, um, but he did say that, you know, I mean, I'm not, well, whatever. It's four years ago. Um, like he actually talked to Sean before that and it was fine. And it was before that, before it was being filmed. Like like off no, camera. No, he talked. To, he talked to him on camera, um, but before and then they said, "Hey, don't you want to be the like protective brother?" Oh, um, and so he went back and to talk to Sean, and that's when he just laid it on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's when I'm like, "Oh, you don't mess with my brother because he'll take it seriously. Like he'll want, you know." Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to think of like what do you think that ultimately ended up being the reason why? You didn't get a rose at the final four. Um, he was no. We kind of. Um, I, I think I was the last hometown, so a week had gone by, and he had already been to three other hometowns. And so when I saw him that morning, there was already there was already a disconnect. Oh really? I'm not. Sh- yeah, he was either tired or whatever. But I, yeah, it was a little diff- different than before. And I'm trying to think. And he so, would have gone. Let's see for for hometowns. He would he have went to, gone to. He was in Ashley. Seattle. Ashley was Ashley, in Ashley, Lindsay, Seattle. So where's Lindsay? Oh, she Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, her parents from Missouri. Yeah. So it was Texas, Missouri, Seattle, Seattle, LA. Yeah. Um. He just yeah. I mean, you're tired by that point. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and you can definitely uh, speak to that. Yeah. But um. So you don't get a rose there. You're pretty surprised when you left the show. Yeah, I was surprised when you left at that point. There's Lindsay, Ashley, Catherine. Who did you think was winning? I had no idea. Really? <laughs> oh, I had no idea. Like you didn't think you you weren't like, oh, he's gonna. Well, he didn't pick me, but he's. Well, now he's totally gonna pick. No, so-and-so. no, I literally had no idea because it's it's harder to see the connections formed by that point. You know what I mean? Because you're you're separated from the girls too. Yeah. After hometowns, um, and so I ne- I never got to see like the connection um, he had with Lindsay or Catherine. Ashley was just very vocal. So she would tell everyone the connection they had. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, I mean, I, but I just didn't see that working out. Um, But I don't know. I, I, I don't remember what I thought. So once it ended, you, you know, you're done. Um, Yeah. Filming continues or whatever. You go back and then, Women tell all rolls around and whatnot. At what point after your elimination were you starting to be approached about, hey, Bachelorette, do you, would you be interested in stuff like that? Um, literally, probably the third day. Yeah, <laughs> they, that's, um, what, that's what a couple people just, have said. It was like yeah, right yeah, after yeah. They that. just they just call it. I think just to gauge your interest. Yeah, they'll call to just to be like, hey, um, just put this in your mind whether or not you would want to do it. Was it something so, that you immediately were totally on board with or were you no. fresh out of like, wait a second, I just went through that and now you want me to think well, about this? Yeah. And it wasn't even that I was like upset about um, Sean. It was just the whole process is really, you know, draining. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, I, I don't know. I think I was just, I just had to think about it. When you're going through the process of Bachelorette, were they telling you, hey, it's between you and so-and-so? Or where were you at with in terms of what they were telling you? No, uh, I think – I don't remember. I don't <laughs> think they ever really gave me too much, I think. Like did you ever sp- – like once the season was done filming and everybody was back home – did you ever pick up the phone and talk to Lindsay? Like, hey, Lindsay, are you are they talking to you about Bachelorette and stuff like that? Was she? Oh no, I no, I wasn't. I um, I don't think any anyone really talked about it. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't. 
So they, but they approached you and they just kept hitting you back up like, Hey, we're thinking about this. At what point? Yeah. And did then I just serious? had meetings with like, um, I had meetings with like Rob and everyone Yeah. pretty quickly just to gate, like probably like a week after two weeks after. Oh, wow. So that, I mean, that's, that's month. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're filming in, like you said, your, your season filmed September to November of 2000. Um, um tw- September, yeah. Of 2012, it aired in 13. So they're talking to you yeah. in November of 12, but you don't start filming Bachelorette until March of 13. So like five months in advance. So yeah, are they just constantly coming back to you like saying, hey, you know, still interested? And like during that whole time, like when was it confirmed yeah, that time. you were Bachelorette? Do you they remember? wait. Oh, yeah. they wait. Yeah. They wait till the last second. <laughs> yeah. Which is hard because I went right back to work. I went right back to work and then it's hard. I mean, I, I literally couldn't afford my rent. So I had them pay my rent if I was going to (laughs) stay because I took a risk to go on the show. And, um, I was like, Hey, if I'm, you know, if this is going to continue, if I'm going to make it, you know, longer, like I'm either going to have to go (laughs) or I don't know. So, I mean, I went right back to work and so it was hard to like, it's hard to just, I don't know, think about doing that again. And I don't know. Um, when I, I've interviewed two former leads. So you get, so you obviously you get, you get the bachelorette gig and I've interviewed two former leads. I've interviewed Diana and yeah. I've, inter- and I've interviewed Ben Flanick and both of them told me the exact same thing that on the very first night after all the limo entrances, first night cocktail party, they knew exactly who their final four would be. So I ask you on night one, did you know that Chris, Brooks, Drew, and Zach were going to be your final four? Oh, God, no. Oh, really? <laughs> no. I was so confused that first night. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you I didn't know, confused. huh? Okay. Did no, you- I mean, I had an idea, but I I don't know. It was just kind of confusing. Did you have anybody that maybe was at the forefront and never – made it like maybe you didn't have those four but uh the forefront did, did anybody stick out the first night that didn't end up making the final four or you thought somebody oh this guy's got potential and then didn't end up making it i think that well i gave my rose to yeah who got ben. the first impression rose oh ben ben, yeah. ben Scott. so i guess i guess that first night maybe ben just because he was putting on a good show yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he brings his, and he brings his kid you know out of the limo yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Ben got your first impression, Rose. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ben said he had, Ben Flanick said he had this moment as well. Was there a point during filming, when you're filming The Bachelorette, where you hit a point where it was like, okay, now I'm get, I get that this is, this is a TV show. Is there a first point that hit you like, oh, okay, now, now uh, the I'm The first point. I, th- I mean, halfway through is when it's really, really hard. When you so say that, hard, what part? Like the not sleeping part, the all of it, the uh, production part, the not sleeping, the emotional part, because that's kind of at the max of drama typically. Yeah, it's like that. I don't know what episode we were in Spain. In Spain, yeah. when it was, it's just like when you're just to a point of like this is just some BS, like. <laughs> Because you're also at that point where you have feelings, but you don't have feelings for others. So you kind of have to play this line, you know, of, I don't know, like making everyone feel special, but at the same time, you don't want to make out with some guys. So you're trying to, you're just trying to like, um, get through pretty much. So, and you're, and you're away from everyone. So I think halfway is when it's like, you just want to talk to a girlfriend. Like, that's all I wanted to do. And it was my birthday. So I think that also played a part into well, in Spain, like, it being hard. In Spain is also where the girls showed up, Jackie and Leslie. And did they show oh, up in, to give you a uh, talk? They showed up. Or Mendoza, right? Or whatever. Or Madeira. Madeira. Oh, Mendoza. Madeira. Mendoza I was JoJo season. Um yeah, yeah Madeira. Madeira, and that was it. Was Leslie, Jackie, Catherine too? Right? Wasn't Catherine? The yeah, children? yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So um, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't even close to Leslie or Jackie or Leslie or Catherine at the time. Okay. But I was close to Jackie. The one thing that I thought might have been like, okay, maybe this is where you go. Like, okay, this is TV. Was 
was the Brian. Oh God, <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> you know the funny <laughs> the thing? moment the moment Chris Harrison called me that morning. That is when I was like, "This is TV." <laughs> like I was like, and I was so tired. <laughs> I was like. That was the oh day God, that you I were to set to go this. on a date with, I believe it was Casey. Casey, and right. it was the worst day ever. <laughs> not not because of him, but just in general. Well, well, what do you mean in in general? Well, I mean, it was like first I had to deal with the Brian thing, yeah. and then and then Casey was being a little weird. Like it was like he didn't know how to be on a date with me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, <laughs> he would like ask questions, but like he didn't know how to have a conversation oh okay uh, nothing on him i think it's just some guys just can't handle the uh cameras yeah that's and right because that was the one that that date is when you like scaled the side of a building right yeah and then that was actually really terrifying so there was just so many things going on and then it was so windy and freezing on top of that building when we had dinner oh. um but then they still wanted us to jump into the pool Ugh. And it was freezing. What's funny but. is, and obviously you were off filming and I didn't even, you know, you didn't know me and I didn't know you then. Um, the funny thing is I knew, I knew before she left to go that Stephanie was showing up on the show. Like I had been given information that, hey. Oh, one, the girlfriend. One, yeah. One of the girls is going to show up. And Gosh, about so to, silly. <laughs> About to be put up, and I was just like, "Oh, I wish I could give them a heads up," because I probably knew before you. I probably knew before you did, obviously. Well, I yeah, did totally. You did. Um, but yeah, you know, you look back on it, and yeah, that's the television side of things, you know. Yeah, it's like there's mm-hmm. nothing else to. And you eliminated no. Brian right there. Like Brian was like, "Okay, I don't want to deal with this." You're yeah, done. gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was you, just a chance to eliminate him. <laughs> did you have a? And I'm not even talking about the the person involved, because I'm guessing you would say one of your dates with Chris. But did you have a favorite date on the season? A favorite date? Yeah. Um, Were you the, the thing that you actually so did? Um, I would say. Well, uh, when we fled, we were down. Went down the the mountains with those sleds. When was that? I forgot. Chris was. Chris was. It was a group date, but something. We were um, on. What country were you in? We were in Germany. Germany, okay. Yeah. God, it was just fun to like be a little kid and like slide down, the, <laughs> the, slide down a hill, you know, on a really fast. Well, um, it's sled. it's funny because my favorite date, one of my all time favorite dates, was in your season, and that was the Soldier really? Boy date. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was do, a lot of fun. Do you remember any of your lines from the rap? Oh, I'm the bachelorette and I'm com- coming to you poolside he- here to find true love one man for my whole life. <laughs> what? You still remember it? Oh, I totally because I had to like say it over and over and over again. Oh, wow. Keep going. I want to hear this. I wa- I, oh, I'd, I'd have to start from the beginning. I don't even. Well, that was the beginning. I'm right? the bachelorette and I'm coming to you poolside here to find true love one man for my whole life. Last time you saw me, I was crying in a limo. No, wait. Last time you saw me. I, I think yeah, that's right. I was crying in a limo. Sean sent me home and put my heart in limbo. <laughs> uh, dating all these guys really ain't that easy. I'm looking for a. I'm looking for a true love. Some, Is it true love. True love. I'm looking for a true love. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I just, lost it by that point. I watched. <clears throat> well, I, before before we started this interview, I pulled it up and watched it. That's why this sounds familiar. Oh to my me. gosh! It's uh, that's it's funny. classic. Like it's really, it's really funny. That 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 was like I totally got a kick out of that date is something that it was it was one of the first times where it seemed like the show acknowledged its silliness because it basically made fun of past contestants and the yeah you know, the right reasons thing and, and yeah you know, that's right reasons yeah and it was just like and they had guys dressed up as former contestants like you know basically yeah. Ben was uh, playing the role of Wes promoting a song and. Uh, James Case, I believe, was the guy yeah. that had the boot on. He was imitating Rated R Rago. Like it was. Oh my gosh, they, so funny! They don't. They don't. They don't do enough of that. They don't make fun of themselves enough. Yeah, the they show. should. It would be really funny. Like Paradise is a lot more where they make fun of themselves. Bachelor and Bachelorette, they take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah, it's always been my yeah. Issue. I agree. My issue I with agree. it. Um, 
Okay, so let's get to the Chris part of things. Um, yeah. When did you first, was it something Chris said or something Chris did? When did you first notice Chris? Um, well, I first noticed Chris the first night because he was actually the only one that did something really cute and quirky. What did he do like, the first night? I forgot already. Uh, well, he 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 got down on one knee um, and he's like, Oh, he, was he like did he was the, gonna um, propose, but he was gonna he was just tying his shoe. Tying his shoe, that's right. And yeah. then when he got up, he said, Oh, I just wanted to get off on the right foot. Because ah. he was on his right foot. <laughs> so it was like quirky and like kind of more my humor. So that's when I first noticed him. But not until we we had um a, a I guess it was the first group date where we um the dodgeball date. The dodgeball date, yeah. Yeah, that's when I mean obviously I got to see his athleticism but he also we just had a really wonderful conversation on top of the building and you had a private to where it just was comfortable and then say that again you had a private con like you that was yeah and then we went and had a little yeah dance but um yeah that's when i would say he first stood out but it was more of a like we just clicked in a more comfortable like like right away we, we were friends you know yeah and, yeah, and I think it was again. This was a, your season. Was another season, like right after Sean's, was another season where I don't want to say that we never saw your and Chris's love story, but it certainly it was hidden. It was hidden. Yeah, it was hidden, and I think that might be on purpose because of all the other drama. You yeah, know? I mean, it was again. Now, granted, in Sean's season, I had the right spoiler. This one, I didn't. And so yeah. I think there was a part of, I don't know, maybe there was a part of them that was like, look, well, he's already given out the wrong winner. So we'll let have the, we'll have the public, we'll go down that road because this well, season well, and was about honestly, Brooks. <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole damn time. <laughs> uh, but I think what's funny with um, your site and with your spoilers is that I think people do read it and they find out who the winner is going to be. Yeah. And so they hold on to that. And so when they're watching, they're missing parts because it was wrong, the spoiler you had. And so yeah. I think the people had a preconceived notion of who it was going to be and how it was going to happen that, you know, everything else was missed. And the, yeah, and, and, the, and they're all, they're all going to focus on is the Des and Brooks yeah, relationship. They're not going to yeah, care because and, it's like, Oh, well, he didn't win anyway, so why am I going to pay attention to Des and yeah. Chris's day? You know? <laughs> and the great—I mean, the great thing about the show is, um, and the viewers, Gosh Nation, is that you do get connected, and you do—you know—you get really into the people and the relationships. Yeah. And so, I mean, I get it, but yeah, it was definitely harder for me because you had the spoiler <laughs> wrong. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get to that in a little bit, but um, sure. the when Brooks. When everything happened with Chris, like I said, like the whole season is going along and everyone's, you know, not everybody knows the spoiler, but it's out there that it's Brooks. So everyone's got Brooks in the back of their head, like Brooks. Yeah. Brooks, Brooks got the, number, the first date of the season and all this. Um, but then when you look back on it, yeah, there were, I mean, it's not like they didn't show you and Chris's dates, but <laughs> when people are watching it and they're seeing the poems and they're seeing all this, they were just like, oh, that's cute, but he didn't win. So I guess I'm not going to. It, yeah, it doesn't it's mean a as bummer much. because it's a bummer because Chris is actually extremely funny and quirky, but they just showed you know the poems and the like all that yeah, other. They never showed any stuff. other side of him. They never got to show like the funny side of when like the cameras are off and he's around all the other guys. Yeah. Now, what did Chris have a relationship with Brooks in the house? Were they friends? Oh yeah, they were like best friends. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, those two. Those two and then Michael, they were all like just best Gar buddies Garifola? and like constantly making like movie jokes and all that. Yeah, oh, okay. Michael G. Um, you know, you know what may be lost on some people, and we'll get back to Chris in a second. Is that sure. Juan Pablo was on your season? Like, I think, people, <laughs> I think people actually forget that he was on your season, and that's where uh, we were first introduced to him. And yeah, Juan Pablo. <laughs> I'm sure at some point. I mean, maybe it was very early that you realized you weren't picking him. But at any point, did you oh, ever yeah, no. think to yourself, wow, this guy could be the next Bachelor? Never. <laughs> never. I mean, he I never. Only because he couldn't really talk about anything other than soccer and his daughter. So yeah. it was like, there's no way he's going to make a good Bachelor because there's just no depth that 
you know, whether that's him, whether that's culturally, like he just, yeah, he, the, the language barrier. I don't know if it's really a language barrier because, you know, he's lived in America, I think, most of his life. Yeah. He knows like social cues and dating cues. So. But I, I think I've interviewed, I think there's three girls from his season that have been on the podcast and all of oh, them yeah. said it was just, he just didn't get things. And it, yeah. it ended up being a cultural, like he just didn't get that. He didn't, he didn't yeah. get sarcasm. Like he just didn't get it. Yeah. Like he, we actually, we really liked him as a friend, like Chris and I, um, but just, I would never introduce him to a friend to date. <laughs> So you're thinking of it and you're just like, okay. And, you know, you're Juan Pablo. I know this because it's part of my job, but if you go back to all the bachelors that have been the bachelor on this show, at least in the last 10 seasons, only Juan Pablo and Jake were bachelors that did not finish in the top four of their season. So in terms of um, why, why Zach or why Brooks or why Drew didn't get the gig, I, I don't know. Like, do you know? I know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I thought Zach would have been really good. Okay. I was going to say, did you have a choice? Yeah. Like if you were choosing or you, when you were going through this process and then once you were done, did you ever think, okay, well, that, I think he would make a good bachelor. You, you thought Zach, Zach? Zach would have been a really great bachelor Okay, because he's, he's a ton of fun, really spontaneous. And then he was actually like, Oh, ready for love. Yeah. I wonder why. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wonder if he was even I don't approached, know either. ever talked to know. about it. But yeah, they went with Juan Pablo for God knows what I reason. Think, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, you know, a lot of people on social were rooting for Juan Pablo to be bachelor. Oh, I yeah. mean, when I, oh, when I sent him home, I had thousands of tweets that said, you're dumb. You're an idiot. You're yeah. an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, little do you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and, and I remember he got put he got put up in the hot seat at uh, Mentel All, and that's usually a kind of a a gauge for produ for, for production to see like yes. how the audience yep. responds. And he certainly got a, a rabid response, but I think it was more like sexy Latin guy than actually did they actually think this through of yeah can he carry a conversation and the answer was no <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so true um, i think is he the only one aside from brad um, brad that didn't propose i mean yeah that didn't he just said i like you <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not counting the i'm not counting the real early seasons when this show started because like in the oh, beginning okay. seasons like one through eight not all proposed mm -hmm. some uh one of the bachelors gave a girl like at the final rose ceremony he gave her a one-way ticket that's what he gave her didn't give her a ring because oh I don't think gosh. I don't think they had a Neil Lane. I mean, Neil Lane wasn't part of the Bachelor Nation at that point, so they didn't have yeah. like a contract where a ring needed to be presented or something like that. But um, yeah, he gave her a one way ticket to where he was. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the end of the that's show. Amazing. It's like, uh, that's amazing. Great. <laughs> this is outstanding. <laughs> a one way ticket. Like that's what we waited ten. But then again, uh, the show was shorter back then. It was just a different. And they didn't travel. Didn't they? travel nearly they as much. Travel. Um. It was just a different show back then. I've always said that the show regained its footing with Brad's first season because that was the one that put it back on the mat when he when he chose nobody. That was oh, the yeah, one. Yeah, and that's, that's when the true. tabloids got back involved and the and this show started becoming like that's true. ultimate tabloid fodder because right after Brad's season was Brad's season led to Deanna. Deanna? Yeah. Deanna. Yeah, Deanna. And then Deanna led Jason. to Jason, which obviously an, another led one that yeah. put it back on the map as well with totally. how crazy that ending was. So yeah, I mean it. It I don't. It's it's almost like I guarantee you take you take the pulse of Bachelor Nation right now on social media, and I guarantee you that most of them don't remember many seasons before Jason's. Like Jason's is where yeah. it kind of picked back up. Like there's. Very few diehards. Well, especially that have now been... with social media and like the younger crowd yeah. that's um, coming in watching, you know, watching the new sh the new shows. Yeah, and you can't go back. They and don't binge even know. Watch. Who yeah, and you can't go back and binge watch season six or something. It just does. No. I don't even think it's out there. I don't even think it's you know you can't even look at it Probably after not. you wanted to. Um, so a lot of people, a, a lot of people envy the position that you were in, just be, you know, being the <laughs> yeah. bachelorette and being the girl who it's gets all these guys. I was going to say. Means. 
you ch- guys chasing after you, you're traveling the world. What would you tell people is the biggest, I don't know, misconception about being the bachelorette? I mean, it's not fun to date that many guys at once. I mean, it's hard enough to date one guy, <laughs> let yeah. alone like have multiple um, feelings and relationships. I tell everyone it's like 10 years of dating condensed into 10 weeks. Yeah. Like it is intense and you don't have, you know, you don't have any of your girlfriends to kind of bounce ideas off or like, he did this. What do you think? <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot harder than what it might seem. And, you know, going on dates with guys that inevitably you knew you weren't choosing in the end, you still have to continue with a television show. You can't just be like, like if you knew in week three, you were picking Chris, you couldn't stop the show. Like you have to. (laughs) And I think, I think that's the hardest part actually, because I think so Rachel all season was really great about she's like I have to be selfish in this role and it's so true because I wasn't yeah. <laughs> I I tended to constantly be empathetic of all the other guys because I had been through it and so I I constantly was just you know like making sure they felt good and they felt special and oh he's probably feeling a little insecure maybe I'll give him a little <laughs> more eye contact I don't know but um it's really hard to um to date also guys that you already know at the, you, you know, you love them for other reasons like personality or they have really great qualities. They're just not the one for you. And you have to continue on with this relationship when you already know that it's not right. And so every time, um, one of the guys, um, feelings got a little more than what I felt, I would tend to like either let them go or kind of, Kind of tell them, you know, try to give them a hint. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, when, I think when you're in it, though, a lot of guys and girls just don't see those cues, you know? Yeah, because you're, I mean, as a contestant, and you know this from being on Sean's season, your, your sole focus is on one person the whole time. Can, one person the entire time. And you have It's no, the only thing uh, you think, yeah. eat, and dream about. It's like. And the only thing you're asked about in every ITM, you're asked about this yeah. person over and over and over and over every day. Like, I don't think there's a day that goes by except maybe on a travel day. And even then, I think once you get yeah, to your even location, then you're still talking, you're still like talking about it. Or I was going to say, about there's got to be or... every day you're shooting at least one ITM, right? Got it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Contest, yeah, as a contestant or lead, even on travel days, I'm sure once they get to the hotel and set up, it's just like, yeah, okay. you have to do the whole like filming of like the entering the new hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to talk about your the ending of your season, which was obviously a uh, which was obviously a big deal, and I and I liken it to Rachel's season, and and here's why: um, you, you eliminated Zach on the final four, and so your final three are Brooks and Drew and and Chris. Um, you go on your overnight dates with Drew and Chris, and then Brooks shows up, and he's struggling with his decision. He ends up leaving on his own. And it was from that point that everything got a little crazy on your season. And you were, I mean, let's face it, you were devastated that day. Like, you were a crying mess yeah. the day that Brooks <laughs> left. And and I kind of I kind of liken it to Rachel's season because with Rachel, the discussion surrounding her finale didn't necessarily have to do with this happy engagement she had to Brian at the end. It was all about her breakup with Peter. And I felt that you kind of went through the same exact thing when Brooks left because people seemed to talk more about the whole Brooks leaving than you and Chris ending up together. And people don't seem to understand how someone can be so distraught over letting someone go, or in Brooks's case, obviously he left himself and then accepting a proposal a couple days later. Like, how can you describe best to people how you went through your emotions of letting Brooke or Brooks leaving, you being the way you were, and then a couple days later accepting a proposal? Oh, I hate to pull a bachelor on you and end you with a tease, but I'm sorry. I have to uh, because that's one of my favorite parts that we get into in part two of Next week's interview with Desiree, we dive into a lot of everything that happened at the end of her season with the Brooks cry fest and what happened uh, with Chris. Uh, we talk about, does she feel shunned by the franchise? Does she feel like not enough attention was given to her and Chris either during their season or even nowadays? Because a lot of people seem to think that they are shunned by the franchise. They 
haven't had, they did not get a paid for wedding. I asked her directly why it didn't happen. And you will hear all that next week on part two. I hope you liked part one with Desiree. She was very upfront and honest uh, about a lot of things and, and reliving her season. Probably the best part, of course, was her rapping the right reason song. Like the fact that she still knows all the words to that. And if you don't remember that group date, go to the site today and on September 7th, go to the post on September 7th and just look at that video that I embedded in the column because it's just classic. It's just the song. If you actually listen to the lyrics, the song is so cheesy, but it was just the fact that they got Soldier Boy to go on The Bachelor and rap with Dez. And even one of the funnier parts of that is the fact that at the end of the song, they actually throw out the word spoiler. Dez says, spoiler alert. And Soldier Boy says she's with Soldier Boy. So I just thought it was funny. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite group dates, if not dates in general in the show's history. But that was part one. Part two coming next week where we really dive into some stuff about everything that's happened with Chris post-show, um, motherhood, and we talk about everything that went down with Brooks that day and how she was feeling. So please tune into that next week. But uh, that will wrap it up for podcast number 42. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Thank you to Desiree for that. And uh, you will hear her, of course, next week with part two. If you could rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast, that would really help me and help the podcast in general. You guys have been doing a good job of that. I appreciate that. And continue. And I will continue doing these podcasts every Thursday for the masses. So thanks again for tuning in to podcast number 42. I'm Reality Steve, and I will talk to you next week. See you.